Welcome to Kickstart Night 4. Anybody ready? Anybody ready for the Word? Man, we've seen the power of God. power of God has been awesome. We've been watching debt be erased this week, healing happening. Just last night, we had somebody that was been believing for something. Right during the service, they go and they check themselves right after the service, completely healed. Glory to God. Filled with the Holy Ghost, overflowing. God is doing great and mighty things. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you going to receive some of that tonight? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Everybody's still standing up. <laughs> I got to thank you from Miss Sherry. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we praise God for you. It's going to be a great, great, great night. And uh, tonight I get to do the tithes and offerings. If you're giving, just the Bible. If you're giving tonight, you can, uh, you can give online at givebc.org. And uh, you can also, you'll see they'll put up all the ways there. If you're making out a check, you can make it to Boomerang Church. Cash App, GiveBC. Uh, you can go different ways, text to give. The, all of that's on the screen there. Uh, but you can find all of those at GiveBC.org. You can go there and check it out. Uh, one of the things I want you to do tonight is I want you to look at this verse, Luke chapter 2, or excuse me, Luke chapter 9 and verse 62. Luke chapter 9 and verse 62. But Jesus said to him, No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, to be fit for the kingdom of God, then we put our hand to the plow and we don't, we don't look back. We just keep going forward. God has a plan for your life to keep going forward. No matter what you face, no matter what crosses your path, you keep going forward. You keep going forward. You keep going forward. You keep going forward. I've watched many people over the years, uh, they'll come in and the devil tries to get them to look back all the time. And if they look back, actually if they look back, they would see, man, that row, my righteousness, my walk was not straight. My walk was not straight. And the devil tries to get us to focus on the crookedness of our path instead of focusing on where God has us going. And as soon as we turn our eyes from the vision and the destiny and the plans that he has for us going forward and we look back and look how well we did in that way, I'm not saying don't judge yourself. I'm saying don't move to condemnation. He wants us. He wants his body going forward. Yeah. He wants his body going forward. No matter what you feel, no matter what you see, he wants his body going forward. Say this with me. Say, I'm going forward. I'm not looking back. I won't be in condemnation. He'll lead me. He's big enough to lead me where I need to go. I don't have to look back and see how I messed up to figure out where I'm going, the Holy Ghost will lead me. Amen. Glory to God. Now this is such a simple thing is I want you to see. You're going forward, but you're going forward with your hands on something. You're going forward with the hand on the plow. The plow is breaking ground 
planting seeds and moving towards a harvest. The simplicity of the message is simply this tonight. God wants you to have a harvest. The plan of the kingdom of God for your life is to have a harvest. Harvest in the spirit, harvest in your mind, harvest in financial, harvest in social. God wants you to do the work empowered by him, not looking back with the direction of the Holy Ghost leading that path. He wants a harvest. He has one season, productivity. He's got a produce season and you're in it right now. You, it's like this. You are constantly planting, you're constantly watering, and you're constantly harvesting. Once you start the path, you should be in all three at all times, planting. Tonight, right now, at this moment, we're about to sow. We're watering with, I'm watering your faith. I'm, I'm fertilizing what you've already sown. And we're harvesting. Harvest is taking place even in these meetings. And harvest is going to take place this year. It's going to take place this year. God wants you harvesting. A hand to the plow. There's activity to do. There's activity to do. A hand to the plow. We're not sitting still. We're not looking back. Our hand is on the plow and we're going forward. We're going forward straight into the destiny that God has, plans to give you a future and a hope for you to fare well. God taking you to the place. And just think about this. Your plan, everybody think about how God wants you to fare well right now. If you were God thinking about you, how does he want you to fare well? And what you'll find is most of our thoughts on faring well come from our environment. It comes from what we've grown up in. It's kind of like uh, what Ted was talking about. It, it's relative to where you've been. He was talking about it last night. It's relative. So a lot of times if you grew up in a household that made $25,000 a year, if I say God wants you to do well, then what you'll think is maybe twenty-five dollars to 50000 a year. But if you grew up in a millionaire family, then you might be thinking a million dollars a year. In other words, but watch this, all of that thinking is all determined by what our environment has been. What kind of environment is God's thinking coming to? Where's he leading to? He doesn't think in this worldly, this worldly low. He doesn't think in terms of the curse. He thinks in terms of the blessing. He thinks in terms of more than enough, more than you can ask or think. And so when he says, I've got plans for you to fare well, we're not talking about some earthly, lowly thinking. We're talking about a heavenly heights. We're talking about the goodness of God. Big thinking. Big thinking. Is there anybody that's receiving a big harvest and God's big plans tonight? Those big plans of harvest get there after the seed's been in the ground with some time, maybe some watering of, of the word, some fertilizing of the word, but it gets there because we planted a seed. You can't have a harvest without a seed. Right now, tonight, we're starting a new harvest. Right at this moment, we're starting a new harvest. Our job is simply to turn our hearts over to the Lord, turn our resources over to the Lord and say this, Lord, tonight, in the name of Jesus, right now in offering time, I'm putting my hand to the plow. How do I do that? I say, Lord, 
My life is yours. My finances are yours. Everything that I have is yours. Lord, I purpose my heart to be a cheerful and an abounding sower. Lord, how would you like me to sow tonight? You give seed to the sower. All the seed I have is yours. It comes from you. What would you like me to plant tonight? Right now, just close your eyes. Ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to plant tonight? I'm putting my hand to the plow. As he directs your heart, you just simply say, yes, sir. If you were here last, just say, okay. You know, just, just say, okay. And all of a sudden, you'll find you're on a road with a hand to the plow, with a harvest in your future. No whether it's great or small in amount, whatever the Lord tells you, whatever he says, whether it's great or small, because of the goodness of God and his eternal love for you, he will never ask you something that's not opportunity to increase. Anything God asks you for, whether it's great or small, because of his character and nature, it's always opportunity to increase. It's always opportunity to increase. And so tonight, as he opens up your heart and says, hey, this is what I want you to plant, set your hand to the plow, knowing I'm moving towards a harvest. He's moving me towards increase. Yes. So right now, just stand on your feet, lift your offering envelope in the air. Lord, this is our worship. This is our worship tonight. This is our worship. We worship you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we worship you with every cent. Lord, we worship you with every penny. Lord, we worship you and we honor you. Lord, we're putting our hand to the plow. And Father, you don't tell us to do things that don't produce. Lord, you have no idle words. So if we're putting our hand to the plow, there's something going to happen. God's kingdom is a kingdom of production and harvest. Father, we step into it tonight. We receive your good plans, a power to create and gain wealth to establish your covenant and abundance for every good work. Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you. We give you all of the glory and the honor. Now, I want you to do something a little bit different tonight. Just keep your eyes closed. Just raise your hands. Lift up your, your offering as a worship to the Lord. And when you feel, all right, man, my heart is exactly where it needs to be to plant that seed, then you just step forward and you can bring your offering and place it in the basket. You can do it at any time. Lord, I'm ready to plant it right now. Some of you, I know, you're ready right now, right now. Make sure that your heart is right where it needs to be, cheerful, abounding giver. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I, amen. <laughs> I worship you. I like that. And somebody comes up here, they're like, slam dunk. This thing just got planted. Amen. God, thank you. I ask that you bless every cent, every cent. Praise you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, bless it. Pour it out. Pour it out, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, thank you for giving seed to the sower. 
every sower. They're here because you gave us seed. Thank you, Lord. You're such a good father, a loving father, a beautiful, loving Savior and Lord. The Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth, empowers us. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your manifestations in your life. Lord, thank you for canceling debt. Thank you for giving increase. Father, we call it all blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you ready for tonight? You ready for Brother Ted? Hallelujah. How ready are you? Is this side ready? Okay, all right, all right. Amen. I'm ready too. Are you ready, brother? Let's do it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven and thank God for his goodness tonight. Father, we thank you that your presence is already here. We thank you that the windows of heaven are literally open over this house tonight. We're leaving on a higher level than we came. We thank you, Lord, that every prayer request this week's being turned to a praise report in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor our faith. We thank you that your word declares where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you're right there in the midst. And so we thank you that you're walking up and down these aisles, that you're touching us supernaturally and by your power. Lord, I ask you, even touch those that are tuning in, watching online on the live stream, wherever they might be in the world. We thank you that your anointing knows no limitations or boundaries. We thank you that the Bible says the word of God's not bound. And so, Lord, we send the word to them wherever they are tonight. Touch them where they're watching. Let miracles quickly take place. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe it, somebody shout aloud, amen. 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 And uh, I want to I show you something with, uh, look with me actually real quickly in John chapter 11. I want to read one verse of scripture, then I'm going to preach to you. Amen. John 11, and I want to read verse 35. This could be our text for tonight. John 11, 35. Hallelujah. Hope you got something to write with. Take some notes. Get it in your spirit. God's going to bless us tonight. I feel the anointing in this place. John eleven thirty five. 35. Are you ready? Jesus wept. Praise God. There's my text right there. Jesus wept. You know, it's interesting. Some of y'all are still turning. That's the whole thing. Jesus wept. Uh, it's interesting when you read this passage of Scripture uh, that um, people misinterpret this verse so much. Shortest verse in the Bible, two, two words, Jesus wept. And people even that were there watching Jesus looked at him and said, oh, how he loved him, how he loved Lazarus. And they think, even they thought, Jesus is standing. Now, of course, if you don't know the context of this verse, Jesus' friend Lazarus had died. And now Jesus is there at the family's house, and he's close by the tomb, and uh, he's standing there, and then he begins to weep. And even the people looked at him and said, oh, how he loved Lazarus. Man, they were tight. He loved him. And see, even they misinterpreted why Jesus was weeping. Because if you look at this story and think that Jesus was crying because Lazarus was dead, then you'd have to change the way you think about Jesus. Because moments before, right, Jesus comes up and begins to speak to Lazarus' sister. And she said, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. 
And he said, don't you believe your brother's going to rise again? See, he already had an expectation. He already knew what he was about to do. Oh, hallelujah. See, there's a reason Jesus waited. There's a reason that he wasn't there till four days after Lazarus had been dead. And when he got there, he wasn't full of panic, doubt, or unbelief. He was there to prove a point. Glory to God. When I was in Bible school, I went to Rama Bible Training Center, Brother Kenneth Hagin's Bible School, and um, that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I can remember uh, I wasn't far away from Kansas City, about three and a half hours. And there's a Holy Ghost preacher up in Kansas City, Pastor Mike Perkey. Some of y'all have never heard of him before, powerful singer and preacher. Pastor of Lenexa Christian Center in Lenexa, Kansas. Big, big church. I think the church seats like 5,200. And he was packing it out. I mean, he had power of God and he could preach the house down. Most people only remembered him because they'd have him on TBN every single year, multiple times, and he'd sing. He'd get up and sing and could sing, man. But many people don't know he could preach the paint off the walls. I mean, he was a preacher machine. And I said, you know, I love good preaching, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go to my Sunday morning service at Rama. And when they're done, I'm going to jump in my car and drive three and a half hours north and go hear Brother Perky preach tonight at his home church. I didn't tell anybody I was coming. I just got in my car and I, I drove north and got there. I mean, I was a college student. You know, I wasn't going to get myself a hotel room and all that. Didn't have the budget for that. So I actually, I had, back then I had a PT cruiser. Amen. I was in the PT. I looked like Dick Tracy. I pulled up and I said, I'm going to just wait here. I got there a little early. Service wasn't until 7. I think I got there at like 5 o'clock. So I just pulled into a restaurant, park, like an Applebee's parking lot. And I said, I'm just going to park here and wait, take a little nap till service starts. So I parked. You know, they had those parking spaces where you could park. And I just parked, and it was kind of still a hot. It was right at the summer was coming to an end. So I left the air conditioning on, stayed in the driver's seat. I just went to sleep. And when I woke up, they had parked a big F-250 in front of me facing. And I thought I, the car was running in the air conditioning. I thought I fell asleep driving. You talk about someone screaming for Jesus. I mean, when you got both feet hitting the brake, it's, ah! you know, my God, I thought I was, end of my life was there. And then I, you got to look around the parking lot. Nobody saw that. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> A true story. My uncle Tiff Shuttlesworth, who's an evangelist, he used to, uh, he used to drive everywhere that he'd go, everywhere that he'd go. And uh, he would drive literally through the night to get to his evangelistic services. Same thing happened to him, except a little worse in his case. He pulls in. He said, well, I've been going about six hours. I'm going to I'm gonna pull into a hotel parking lot and just rest myself till I can get a couple hours sleep, and I'll keep on driving home. He pulls in, and it was a beautiful summer night. At, at like an evening, you know, and he has all the windows of his van. He used to have like a, like a conversion van. He had uh, all of the windows down, beautiful breeze. He fell right out to sleep like that. And the same thing happened to him where they par parked a truck right up next to him. And he's in that hotel parking lot. He woke up, saw that thing and screamed loud and jammed the brakes. Well, right then, as he was waking up, there was a mother and her little kids coming through the parking lot. <laughs> And he screamed with all the windows down, and she took off with her kids <laughs> into the hotel. No lie. He, he was hoping nobody had heard him. They ran into the hotel, and finally the manager's looking out the window out of the front door of the hotel, and the police pull in, the state troopers. She'd ran in, locked herself in the bathroom, and called the police on him. 
It's a crazy man in the parking lot screaming at us. And that's what happened to me. I screamed in the middle of the Applebee's parking lot. And then everything was fine. And so changed my pants and went to church. And when I got to, when I got to the house of God, I got into the sanctuary. And I, and I uh, just came in, maybe sat four or five rows back. And to this day, I can still remember over 21 years ago what Pastor Perky preached that night. He turned to John 11 and he, and he preached a message called Jesus is always looking for a situation to provide revelation. That's what he preached on. Jesus is always looking for a situation to provide revelation. And the basis of that message he preached was that Jesus, it's not that Jesus was far away from Lazarus. He was actually, if you study it, he was less than two miles from where Lazarus was. But he stayed where he was on purpose because he didn't want to get there and do the work, do the miracle, and then for some reason, people take the glory for it or people take the praise. And he mentioned that back then they used to even have a, a, a religious belief system that the spirit of a person would hover over their dead body for three days, and if they could do enough religious rituals, they could pull the spirit down back into the body and that they didn't believe somebody was truly dead until they'd been dead three days oh hallelujah and so he said you know what I'm gonna do I'll wait where I am let those religious people do everything they think they can do and when it looks like all hope is lost when it looks like there's no other answer and it finally looks impossible I'm going to show up on the scene and then when nobody else can bring the answer I'll bring the answer and then take all the glory from my heavenly father for the miracle that will be done hallelujah so he shows up with expectation and faith and when he steps up, speaks to Lazarus' sister, he said, hey, don't you believe your brother's going to rise again? She got all religious, hallelujah, in the resurrection and in the life. No, he said, I am the resurrection. He said, you're missing it. You're looking for a day. You're looking for a, a, some future date that's prophetic. He said, you're looking at the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And so then when he reveals that to her, he's filled with resurrection power. Oh, hallelujah. You know how I know Jesus was filled with resurrection power? Because he'd already got filled with the Holy Ghost. After he left, and I, I touched on this this week, when he left the Jordan River and went into the wilderness and came back in the power of the Spirit. He already had resurrection power on the inside of him. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And so he came to the tomb filled with resurrection life. Now catch it. If he didn't already have it, there would have been no resurrection. See, he released, oh, hallelujah. Let me just break this point down for a minute. Jesus didn't have to get resurrected before he had resurrection power. He had resurrection power before he was resurrected. That's how he was able to speak a word into the tomb and a dead man get up. That's how Jesus, you know, Jesus was an interrupter of funerals. 
Bible says he was just passing through and there was a widow in a place called Nain and they were having a funeral procession bringing her son through, carrying him on the funeral and he's just passing through town, walks by the casket, bam, hits it and the boy sits up. I mean, they had the fried chicken made and everything. They were ready for that funeral and Jesus ruined the whole thing. It was ruined. Some of y'all don't even know what that, you gotta be country to understand that word. The whole thing was ruined. If you'd, like that to have, if you'd like to have that in a sentence, close that refrigerator door. You're going to get everything in there, Rune. <laughs> Amen. And so, <laughs> it's like I heard a, a country guy who was ticked off. He bought two bird dogs that were supposed to breed, and the guy couldn't get it. He got him on the phone. He said, I heard you're selling Rune dogs down there. And he, he ruined every funeral. He showed up with resurrection power, and he'd ruin the funeral. Why? Because he's got the power to raise the dead. And he stood in front of Lazarus' tomb, not full of doubt, not full of unbelief. See, think about this. If we believe, if we were to believe that Jesus cried because he was sad Lazarus was gone, that means he felt like, I won't see him again. That ain't Jesus. He knew why he was there. He said, let's go. Let's go raise him up. He was there to raise him up. If he'd have been crying, now watch, this is an important point for tonight's message. If he'd have been crying because he was sad at the loss of Lazarus, sad that he was gone, that would have meant Jesus was double-minded. I'm here to raise him up, but I'm also sad we've lost him. Well, which one is it? Have we lost him or are you about to raise him up? Can't be both because why would you cry if you're going to see him again in about 10 seconds? Woo, hallelujah. Uh, somebody said, I'm going to see him again. Yeah, that's why I don't cry for Jesus' death. It's not a loss. I haven't lost our Savior. We haven't lost our Lord. We don't mourn for his death. We're not like those from other religions that can take a pilgrimage to the place where the founder of their religion is buried and walk by that glass case of bones and just weep and cry. We've lost our founder. He's gone. He'll never. I don't cry like that. I'm not sad that Jesus died. I'm not mourning because he was put in a tomb. The reason I'm not sad and the reason I'm not mourning is because he's not still in a tomb tonight. But he got up after three days and then spent 40 days with his disciples and then was raised up into heaven from the city of Bethany and an angel stopped and said why are you staring or gazing up into heaven for this same Jesus that you saw go is coming back again in like manner hallelujah so I don't cry I get excited say I'm gonna see him again and that's how Jesus was he stood in front of Lazarus' tomb. He wasn't crying because he died. He was crying because of their unbelief. I got this written in the margin of my Bible. I got the shortest verse in the Bible highlighted four times and underlined twice. And I wrote it in the margin of my Bible. Nothing is more sad than a lack of faith. Put it in your Bible. There's nothing more sad than a lack of faith. The lack of faith, that one thing, will cut a person off from everything God can do. Woo! Think of that for a minute. One thing, one element, a lack of faith will cut a person off from everything God can do. But watch this, with faith. 
with faith. And it don't have to be a lot of faith either. He said, if you got faith the side of a grain of mustard seed, that's small. That's anybody ever seen a mustard seed? Small. He wouldn't say you had to have a huge warehouse full of faith. He said, you could have faith that's so small, but if you believe it, if you speak it, and you do not doubt in your heart, you can say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Somebody shout amen. amen. Jesus wasn't crying because he was sad. He was crying because of their unbelief. Nothing shocks Jesus more than a lack of faith. I'll show it to you in another passage of scripture. The Bible says, and you can turn there, Mark chapter 6. This is the story of Jesus who always has a desire to do good. Bible says in Acts 10.38, as you're turning to Mark 6, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For the Lord was with him. Now catch that because in our day and age, you got some denominations that'll tell you if you see people getting healed or delivered or whatever, that's the devil deceiving over there because God doesn't do that anymore. I never read one place in the Bible where Jesus got super pleased with somebody and then made them sick. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Here's some cancer. Enjoy it. He doesn't do that. In fact, if you study Acts 10.38, you know what you'll find? That after Jesus got anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost, he went about everywhere and it tells us what he did. He did good. Yes. It's a good thing to do what? Healing all those that were oppressed of. So you know what's awesome? It shows us in one verse who did the healing and who did the oppressing. The devil's the oppressor. Jesus is the healer. And it's crazy that they, people got it screwed up in 2021. And they'll say, well, the, you know, then they'll start preaching. Well, if you see that happen at those churches, you just be careful because that's a deception. They got people saying they're getting healed and stuff, and God doesn't do that anymore. And then the same Christians that will say that when somebody gets sick in their congregation, say, well, the Lord is teaching them something with this sickness, and he's putting it on them for a reason. He's taking them through to get them to lean more fully upon him. That's how they'll teach. They got Jesus making people sick and the devil healing people they got the whole thing twisted when the bible tells us jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil the devil's the oppressor jesus is the healer and it's interesting because jesus always wants to do something good and the bible says he even went to his own hometown with the plan to do something good he wanted to heal them touch them deliver them comes to Nazareth, Mark 6, and the Bible says in the first verse, he went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? What is this wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him, got offended at him. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. Now look at this, verses 5 and 6 blow people away. But you got to break it down and understand it. 
and he could do no mighty work there. This is Jesus. This is the son of the living God, the high priest, the man who stands in the gap. He is the healer. He is the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, and could do. Not, it's not that he said, you know what, I'm going to teach you a lesson for you. I'm not doing anything for you. No, he wanted to and could not. Look at that. Wanted to and could not. And could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now look at this. And he marveled. He was blown away by what? Their unbelief. Their unbelief. Two things that kept these people from the miracle working power of Christ. Offense and unbelief. Offense and unbelief. Not a fence, offense. Amen. I'd get a miracle, but that fence is right there. I don't know. No, offense. See, that's why the devil fights to get you offended. He wants you to live in offense. I heard a preacher say this. I'll, I'll never forget. It's a great point. He said, you know, there's two sides to it. Anybody can commit an offense against you. They can commit an offense, but then it's your choice whether or not to be offended. I can't control whether or not somebody commits an offense against me, but I can control whether or not I'm offended. And so I'm making up my mind, I'm never going to let myself step out of love because the moment I step out of love, I step out of faith. For Galatians 5, 6 says, faith works by love. And the moment I start getting upset, and the moment I start gossiping, and the moment I start getting all bent out of shape and offended and talking about people and all the, and, oh, I can't, did you hear what she, do you know what he, have you heard it? I've seen people that got prayer lines going. Oh, we got to get you on the prayer call line. Did you hear what happened with Tina? And you know what it is. It's, they don't really care about praying for you. They just want to be able to tell others what you're dealing with. Oh, man, I'm preaching tonight. But see, faith works by love. And when you step outside of love, you step outside of faith. Oh, think about this. The Bible says God is love. The moment you're outside of love, you're outside of God. Hallelujah. This, this will preach all night long. Hallelujah. Because when you understand the power of love, you understand the power of faith. Jesus showed up. He did love Lazarus. Yes, he did love, love him. But understand that's not why he was crying. It's why he was there. Woo, glory to God. I'm going to say that one again. Jesus wasn't crying because he loved him. He was there because he loved him. See, he was there to work a miracle. He was there to break through. What the family could not do, Jesus could do. And the Bible says, and he marveled at their unbelief. And so what was the cure? I have this written in my Bible. My dad preached this for years, had a message called the cure for unbelief. What is it? The Bible says, and then he went about the villages teaching. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some people expect to walk in the miraculous realm by listening to 30 minutes of preaching every Sunday morning. You better ingest the word daily. You got to get it in daily. You know what's interesting is that imagine what your physical body would look like if you only ate once every Sunday morning. I could actually use that for a while, but other than that, you'd be emaciated after a while. 
One small meal every Sunday morning, that's all you ate. Your body would shrink, 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 and then you'd start to look skeletal after a while because it's not enough to sustain your body. You, your body has to have nutrients, and in the same way, your spirit needs nutrients. That's why F.F. Bosworth, who was the great Methodist minister and revivalist, preached and wrote in his book, Christ the Healer. He said many Christians, they feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold snack a week and wonder why they're weak in faith. See, our spirit needs to eat. I said our spirit needs to eat. Our spirit needs to eat. Jeremiah the prophet understood it and he said in Jeremiah 15 16 Lord I found your word and I ate it and it became unto me the joy and rejoicing of my soul and so when you eat the word when you ingest the word it goes into you and becomes what you need it to be it can become joy like Jeremiah said some people need joy. Fill yourself with the word. It becomes joy and rejoicing. Whew, hallelujah. What else? It can become refreshing to you. The, the uh, psalmist wrote, Lord, when your word came unto me, it was like honey upon my lips. It tasted sweet like honey upon my lips. It's like a refreshing thing. It can become healing to your body. The, the writer of Proverbs wrote that this word, when it uh, stays in front of me, it stays in my heart, stays in my, what happens? It's health and strength to my whole physical body. It can go in you and become prosperity because he told Joshua, take this book of the law. Don't let it depart from your mouth and meditate on it day and night so that you're careful to do all that's written herein and then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. It's interesting. The Lord showed it to me like this one time. He said, in the same way, there's a bunch of different things you can eat that may look different, but when they get in your body, they all turn into sugar. You can eat white bread. You can eat potatoes. You can eat uh, whatever, crackers. You can have a Coke. And all those things look different, but when they get in your body, they turn to sugar in your bloodstream. But the Lord said it's the same except the opposite. He said all these words may go into you. It might look the same because it's the word, the word, the word, the word. But once it gets into you, it turns into what you need. It can get into you and turn into joy. It can get into you, turn into refreshing. It'll get into you, turn into healing. Get into you, turn into success and prosperity. It'll get into you and turn into deliverance. See, the word becomes what you need it to be. Somebody shout amen. amen. So he we went about their villages teaching and preaching. Why? They needed faith. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. There's nothing more sad than a lack of faith. See, and this is where the devil, catch this, because this will really open your eyes. First thing that we have on record that the devil ever said, did God really say? That's his first words in the Bible. Did God, to Eve in the garden, did God really say? And then what did he do? Manipulated what God actually said. Did God tell Adam and Eve they couldn't eat from any tree in the garden? Now, I've given you all these trees, but don't eat from any of them. No. He said, don't eat from this one. But you know what the devil said? Did God really say that you can't eat from any of the trees? No, he didn't say that, sucker. He said, one tree. But notice what the devil loves to do. Take what God actually said and manipulate what God said to put us in a place of unbelief. 
Catch this now. And then there's people that'll come up, and this is how the devil works. They'll quote half scriptures to you. Be careful of people that never quote the whole scripture. You have people walk right up to you. Well, how many? You go through something or you see something on the news and somebody from church will come in. Well, how many know the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous? Yeah, there's more to the verse. Keep reading, please. Keep reading. Because the Bible says, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Woo, glory to God. Somebody say all. Shout all. And so God's not there to let you down. God's not there to fail you. He didn't give you his eternal word so you'll suffer through life. He gave you the ability to overcome in every area by the faith you have in the mighty word of God. There is no weapon formed against you that can be allowed to prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. Shout amen. And the devil works hard to try to get us out of faith. You can't get me out of faith. I'm in it. I said, I'm in it. Somebody shout, I'm in it. I'm in. Declare it, I'm in it. I'm in. Not outside of faith, I'm in it. I'm in. Hallelujah, I'm in it and I ain't coming out. I ain't coming out. I said, I ain't coming out. Ain't nobody that I know can approach me and talk me outside of my faith. See, you know why? Because I govern those things. I govern those things. I govern those relationships very, very carefully. If I got somebody, I mean, I, you know, it'd be very generous to have three strikes you're out. I'm getting closer to one strike you're out. Because time's coming to a close. Jesus is coming. There's work to be done. There's things to be done for the kingdom. I don't have time to spend time with people that always get around me and tell me God can't, God won't, don't get your hopes up. I don't have time for that kind of mess. I'm not going to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. And that means more than just a sinner. If I got people that call themselves Christians that are going around disbelieving everything the word of God said, I'll see you in heaven. But I don't have time to debate with you on the earth if you say he's not a healer God bless you if you say he's not a provider God bless you if you say he can't deliver God bless you see you in heaven but while I'm here I'm going to preach he's a healer he's a deliverer he's a baptizer in the Holy Ghost he's a provider he is the all sufficient one I don't need people around me telling me God can't when I need a miracle Go take that somewhere else. I don't have time to go back to take that back to the church of the chosen frozen. I have time for that. Why? I need manifestation of the power of God in my life. Amen. And many people don't realize there are there are those that the devil will send to try to put a compromising word in your ear. Oh, do you still go down to that church? You still tithing over there? You still believe in that? Don't they fall out down there? <laughs> he'll, put, he'll send people right to you. And they'll give a little mocking jab. Absolutely. We fall out more than you can imagine. <laughs> I'm just going to start freaking people out. Tithe. I haven't tithed for years. Oh, that's good. I was worried. About. Oh, no, no. I give like 40% now. 40%. I'm on my way to 50. Hallelujah. Before I'm done, it'll be 90. I'll live on the 10. I like to freak them out. I like to freak them out. You're not one of those prosperity preachers. Absolutely. More than you can even imagine. I'm going to start just getting them freaked out. 
I'm like prospering to like a cult-like level. She's going to be honest with you. Because <laughs> they're already saying it behind your back. Somebody I just freak them out. <laughs> One guy told me, he, he put on my YouTube the other day. He said, I, I've been watching your videos. You're a false prophet. I said, am I really? I said, that's interesting because I never even claim to be a true prophet. I said, if you want to be accurate, you'd have to call me false evangelist because I'm an evangelist. I said, that's what I am, a false evangelist. Nope, you're a false prophet. I look back at the videos. I hadn't prophesied anything. People are so mad, they're calling you the wrong names. I ain't got time for it. I just, I have people, literally, I had a lady one time, she got so mad at what I preached, that God can deliver you, God can set you free, and then she was, you know, involved in nursing and all this, she got so mad at me, she went home and wrote me a Facebook rebuke, anybody ever got one of those before? A Facebook rebuke, I got like a 19 paragraph Facebook rebuke, oh yeah, man, it was one of the good ones, it was juicy, and it took a long time to read. And I'm sure she was like positioned for my reply. And I gave her one too. I got back on that keyboard and I replied, L-O-L, send. <laughs> Nothing that makes them matter. I spent all that time writing you about why I didn't, you just respond. It ain't a joke. Say it is to me. <laughs> I don't have time to, if you don't believe it, don't believe it. If you don't want to receive it, don't receive it. If you're not going to enter in, don't enter in. But I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm not going to miss my blessing because we serve a mighty God. Somebody shout amen. amen. And so you have to get that way because what, who you hang around is vital. Where you go to church is vital. What you re believe about the word is vital. Because the Bible says in the book of James chapter 1 that it's dangerous to be a double-minded man or woman, unstable in all your ways. Let not that person think they'll receive anything from the Lord. But I want to get this in your spirit tonight. Receive what Jesus said to the father of the son that was demon-possessed who was mute and deaf. He said, all things are possible to them that believe. Catch this now. All things are possible to them that believe. I feel faith right now, man. Lift your hands and receive it. All things are possible to them that believe. Thank you, Lord. All things are possible to them that believe. Jesus, we thank you. All things are possible to them that believe. Woo, glory to God. I mean, I feel that. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost right now because I'm telling you, there's some prayers getting ready to be answered that looked impossible. Stuff that you thought was never going to get off of you and get out of your house is getting ready to loose its grip and let go. All things are possible to them that believe. Don't tell me God can't do it. Don't tell me Jesus won't accomplish it. Don't tell me I can't have what the Word says I can have. All things are possible to them that believe. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Man, you feel that? It's the Holy Ghost. As my old praise and worship leader said, if you can't feel that, your wood's wet. Amen. <laughs> you had to be here Sunday morning for that one. And the Bible says that he taught wherever he went to build faith, to build their faith up.
Now understand this. Jesus said to the, the father that brought his son, all things are possible to them that believe. But remember what I preached Sunday morning if you were here. It's not by might and it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. See, when you start depending on the spirit, all things are possible. The moment you put your trust in the arm of flesh, everything comes to a screeching halt. It's a dangerous thing to put your trust in men. Dangerous thing. In fact, you can't even do it. Did you know that the prophet Jeremiah prophesied by the Holy Ghost that if you do trust in men, that you have a curse that comes upon your life? Jeremiah 17, 5. The Bible says, cursed is the man who puts his trust in the arm of flesh and in doing so turns his back upon God. I was listening to a preacher preach that I respect highly, has the largest church building in the world, huge, preaches to almost 500,000 people every Sunday morning live. You know what he said? He was praying one day and the Lord was speaking to him and the Lord spoke down to him and said, my son, can you look up with one of your eyes and look down with your other eye? He said, I tried it. He said, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make one eye look up and the other one look down. He said, well, if you can't, don't ever say again that you're looking unto me when you're actually looking unto men. <sighs> he said, that was such a heavy word that hit me. He said, I knew exactly what the Lord was saying. Many times we say, oh, yes, we're standing in faith, but then we're expecting people to help us in the natural. Oh, I'm expecting somebody to come through for me. I got, he owes me a favor. She's supposed to do something. And then we're expecting men to get us out of a jam, expecting men to bless us, expecting our boss to give us a raise, or expecting something to come from in the form of a stimulus check or a tax return. I don't need help from a man. I need help from God. And I'm not going to put my trust in a corporation. I ain't putting my trust in a government. I'm not putting my trust in a culture. I'm not putting my trust in the flesh. My trust is in the unseen but almighty God and he's able to do what no other God can do. Can you say amen? amen. And we cannot put our trust in men or in flesh. Hallelujah. Because see, here's the deal. How we respond to the word determines what we'll receive from God. All things are possible, but not for everybody, to them that believe. Got anybody that believes in the house tonight? <laughs> Glory to God. All things are possible to them that believe. believe. Any believers? Yeah. If you're online and you're watching, you're a believer, throw some hands in the comment section. Thank God we believe his word. I don't doubt him. I don't doubt him. <laughs> I don't doubt him. I've watched God do impossible thing after impossible thing. I'm telling you for real. I've seen miracles happen. And my faith is not based upon the things I've seen happen either. Because if it was, what do you say to those that haven't seen anything happen? See, we don't go by what we have seen or by experience. Go by what the Bible says. But on top of all, I believe this, as one preacher said, I believe the whole Bible, Genesis to maps. <laughs> Even believe the maps are true. Amen. I believe it. I even believe the cover that says Holy Bible. I believe all of it. It's the word of God, inspired and inerrant. And I, my faith's in that. But I've actually seen that work in real life. I remember watching. We were in a tent meeting one time. I've, I've shared this story, but man, it gets me wanting to run. Brother Shambach used to have all of the wheelchairs, like if, you're, if this was the platform here, which it is, but in the tent, in this section, he'd remove the whole first row. 
And instead of the first row of chairs, he'd put all the wheelchairs there. And I watched one night, there was a man who had been in the Vietnam War and shrapnel had severed his spine and he was paralyzed from the waist down, sitting in a wheelchair. Brother Shambach came off the platform, walked over to that man while he was preaching. He had a way of preaching the gift of faith into people. And he put his hand on his hip. He'd throw his jacket back, put his hand on his hip, and he flat-footed preach into that man's spirit. And he started talking about God will deliver you, the miracle-working power of God. He's able to do what he said he could do. And I'm watching this man. I was in the service. I'm watching this man. And he's just sitting there in his wheelchair looking up at Brother Shambach. And you can see him starting to shake under the power of God. Now, Brother Shambach never laid hands on him, never anointed him with oil or put a prayer cloth on him, but he preached the mighty word of God into the man's spirit. And while he's sitting there, that man, he's just watching Brother Shambach and you, he start, he start moving like this. All of a sudden, he couldn't take any more. And I was watching, he jumped out of that wheelchair and took off running around the tent by the power of God, instantly healed by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. All things are possible to them that believe. I said, all things are possible possible to I've seen God I've watched with my own eyes as people who came into the service had a built up shoe that had to be purchased from the doctor because one leg was shorter than the other and they walked in on that built up shoe with a sole about that thick coming in and then the shoes come off and they sit them in a chair this ain't no little eye trick or you know little, little sleight of hand you know I've seen some of these fake guys they'll push somebody's hip so that one foot looks shorter than the other and then they'll pull the heel oh look his leg grew out I'm talking about they had a shoe that was made by the doctor because one leg is four inches five inches shorter than the other leg and they come into the service and take the shoes off and then the in the anointing of God I've watched with my own eyes as that leg just begins to go grow right out do you know I saw this I watched it one time that leg grew all the way out grew a little bit past the other leg and right back into place I watched it with my own eyes I've seen tumors and growths literally disappear appear off of people's bodies. I've seen people come in, big thick tumors the size of grapefruit, some of them, size of cantaloupes on their body. I watched one time, I was a little boy, probably five years old, about the size my son is now. My father was praying and a lady came up. She had a big old tumor on her neck. She came up, it was a big old, I mean it was probably cantaloupe size. And she's there and I was sitting on the front row just, you know, I grew up in revival. I'm sitting there just watching, you know, as the miracles are happening. And my father came and laid his hands on that woman, bam! And when he did that whole tumor just shrunk right, went like, looked like it went right into her neck. Just shrunk right away and disappeared. I jumped up off the front row and stuck a finger and I said, do it again, dad. <laughs> I've watched miracle after miracle. I've seen so many deaf ears open. I'm just telling you, I've seen so many. Not just hard of hearing, not just a hearing aid, born deaf. I'm talking about what they used to call deaf as a post, stone deaf. I've seen people deaf and couldn't hear a thing. I'm not talking about selective hearing when your wife asks you to take out the trash. I'm talking about deaf. Could not hear a thing. Ears popping open. I've watched people blind. One of the most wonderful miracles I've seen, I watched, we were up on the Indian Reservation, the native, it was the Six Nations Reserve. We were up in Canada. And I remember watching, uh, we had the tent up, and there was a couple that came, and they pushed their stroller. They had a little baby in a stroller, pretty newborn baby. And they pushed that stroller up and wouldn't come under the tent. They weren't, one of them wasn't saved, I think the other one was. And they just stood outside with the stroller watching the service. We actually had to get approval. 
you know, to come on the native uh, land. The elders had to approve my father and us to come on, bring the tent. They said, you're the first white people we've allowed to come on to the reservation to hold revival and preach the gospel. Tents up, people getting saved. Well, this couple stand out there with the stroller, just rocking their baby. And my father had a word of knowledge. He called them out. They weren't even under the tent. He said, this couple right here. He said, the Lord shows me that your baby that was just born needs a miracle. And it was born without any genitalia form, no genitalia. And their eyes got wide and they nodded. Yes, that's right. He has no genitalia. Or the baby, they couldn't say he. Baby has no genitalia. He said, the Lord shows me tonight. He's working a miracle right now. When you go back home tonight to change the diaper, you will find fully formed genitalia on that baby. They went home that night, took the diaper off. God had formed male parts on that baby. They came back the next night and got saved at the altar of God. Because any God that can do a creative miracle like that, he's alive and well. Can you say amen? I'm not telling you that it's hard for God. There's nothing hard for God. I said there's nothing hard for God. I don't even like to hear preachers say there's nothing too hard for God. When you say too, that actually implies levels of difficulty. He's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing hard for him. Everything's easy for the God you serve. I said everything's easy for the God you serve. My wife and I even joke each other. Some of these new worship songs, they say, he's never failed me yet. What, are you expecting him to fail you? He's never failed me yet. Well, what are you expecting? He's not ever going to fail you. God doesn't fail. He can do anything but fail. Hallelujah. When we were under the tent, we used to sing a song. God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. God can do anything but fail. Oh, I feel the anointing on that. God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. I feel like singing it one more time. My God can do anything but fail oh my God can do anything but fail he can save he can heal he can cleanse I know he will oh God can do anything but fail I might sing it one more time. God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. Oh, if you lift your hands, his presence is here right now. I said, right now. I said, right now. <laughs> he can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything 
but fail. Glory. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. <laughs> oh, lift your hands to the Lord and begin to thank him. His wonderful anointing and presence is here right now. I just feel in this moment as the Holy Spirit's moving, if you need a miracle, I want you to get out of your seat and come to the altar because there's a yoke-breaking anointing here right now. There's a burden-lifting anointing because he can save, he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will, oh God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. Would you lift those hands? I'm just telling you. His presence is here right now. Glory to God. Ooh, glory to God. He's a miracle working God. I said he's a miracle working God. Glory. I said he's a miracle working God. There's nothing that can set up in your body. There's nothing that can set up in your organs, your blood, your family, your mind that can stop God. He's more powerful than any attack of the enemy. <laughs> now I tell you, get ready for his anointings here right now. Shh, glory, glory. Shh, I feel it. Precious spirit of God. Shh, he can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. Let me see if I can help you out on this one. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. There's G. And God can do anything but fail. He can say, he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. You have this one on? Oh, my God can do anything but fail lift those hands oh my god can do anything but fail because he can save he can heal he can cleanse i know we will oh god can do but fail. You got it? Close to it. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. Yes, my God can do anything. 
For he can save, he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. Lift your hands all over this house. Sister, God's touching you right now. It's all changing from this night. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. I'm telling you, there's a yoke-breaking anointing here right now. A yoke-breaking anointing. Whatever harassed God's people is loosing its grip and letting go from this night. In Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her now. Glory. I'll tell you, my sister, even through those things that seem so hard, even over the last year to 18 months, and it looked like it, it wasn't going to be good. It looked like you weren't going to make it in some of the areas. But the Lord's turning it around right now by the power of his spirit. For you serve a God that's able. Hallelujah. And he loves you. Now I'll tell you right now, there's some things that weighed heavily upon your shoulders. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And those things are coming to an end tonight in Jesus' name. I said tonight in Jesus' name. For the Lord is setting you free from every pestilence, every issue, every pest, if I can say it that way. And from this night forward, the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow coming upon you. And this is going to be the greatest year you've ever had in the Holy Ghost. So get ready to rejoice. He turns your sorrows into joy. <laughs> turns your mourning into dancing. In Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost. There it is. Glory. Take me back to the top. God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but The virtue of the Lord is flowing through your body right now. Every wicked attack of the devil that would try to steal your health and strength is moving out of the way right now. Hallelujah. I loose healing virtue into your body. Be made whole. Get ready. In the name of Jesus, every attack of the devil is destroyed tonight. Be made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. I curse every attack from this night forward. <laughs> oh, glory to God. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. <laughs> fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him in Jesus name the Lord's release, releasing miracles right now miracles, signs wonders miracles, signs, wonders receive it now by the power of God
fire of the Holy Ghost. Miracles, signs, wonders. Miracles, signs, wonders. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, miracles, signs, wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. <laughs> what you need, God has it. Every, everybody say this with me. Everything I need is in the anointing. Say it again. Everything I need, it's in the anointing. Receive it tonight. Fire of the Holy Ghost. I command it to turn, turn, turn. In Jesus' name, I'll be right back. I'm just being led by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, from this night, fresh fire of the Holy Ghost, signs, wonders, miracles. Oh, yeah. Loose tonight by the power of God. Receive a miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive your miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive your miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, buddy. Five. <laughs> Miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name. Lord, anoint this man. Make him a mighty preacher of the gospel. Keep him from harm and danger. I pray, Lord, that you'd fill him with the Holy Ghost at the earliest possible age. I thank you, Lord, you open doors for him and bless him in Jesus' mighty name. Is this your son? Yes. Amen. God's going to, God's going to anoint you to bring this boy into a place of the anointing as he comes up. And I'll tell you this, even things that uh, would be... I'll just say this, detrimental to his development around him will not affect him in Jesus' name. For the Lord's put him into your hands for a reason. I hear the Lord say that. Now, I don't know that your story, I don't know anything about you or this young man, but I'll tell you this, the Lord had a purpose to use you to bring him up in the anointing. Does that make sense to you? Because there were some things even the devil had planned in destruction because he is anointed and has been anointed. But the devil planned to destroy him at a young age and put these situations around him that would be detrimental. And I'll tell you right now, God's anointing you to bring him up in the anointing and in glory. And as he gets older, he won't depart from it in Jesus' name. Ha, 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 ha. He won't depart from it in Jesus' name. Now, things that even have been around uh, others in the family will not come upon him will not touch him in Jesus name I tell you that by the power of God addictions issues problems they'll not come upon him but he'll be spared from all of those things that the devil would use to destroy him and I tell you God's going to use him in a mighty way a powerful way and you keep him in the anointing keep him in the power of God and God will use you for him hallelujah anointed in Jesus name somebody thank God it's done by the power of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift your hands and pray in the anointing if you're believing for this. Miracles where you are. Miracles where you're watching from. God can do anything 
but fail oh my god can do anything but fail oh my god can do anything but fail he can save he can heal he can cleanse i know he will oh god can do anything but there it is the lord's going to use you now you watch this just a little adjustment here there the lord guides you he leads you but when you pray when you get into his presence you listen for his leading for he'll lead you perfectly but he'll lead you by his word and he'll lead you by his spirit fill yourself with the mighty word of God and fill yourself with preaching and teaching and spend time in prayer for as I prophesied to you the other night the Lord will use you to touch people in this generation if you'll yield yourself to the Holy Ghost amen put your hands on your belly the Lord's gonna give you strength and I tell you this is right here what I'm praying for this is a preventative measure for there have been things even in your family generations past that are not going to come on you in Jesus' name. They're not coming on you in Jesus' name. And there's even been a few times where the enemy has tried to make you feel afraid because of things that have happened in the past. You said, I don't want to see that happen in my life. I hear the Lord saying tonight, it's not coming upon you in Jesus' name. It's not coming upon you. So put your hands on your belly and receive it. Fire of the Holy Ghost. It shall not come upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Whew. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. And he can save, he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will, oh God can do anything but <laughs> Receive it now by the power of the Holy Ghost. New strength comes upon you. The Lord shows me this right now. There's an, an actual healing going on in your bloodstream right now. You may not even know what's going on, and you may experience it in other symptoms or other ways, but I tell you, the Lord's healing your blood by the power of His Spirit. You'll never have an issue, for from this night, you'll run long and strong in Jesus' name. Ah, for there's things for you to do, says the Lord, and I need my workers strong to run for a long period of time. And so right now, the Lord's healing your body. <laughs> and you'll run long and strong in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight in Jesus' name. Whew. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. It's time, I hear the Lord say that it's time to step out in the manifestations of the Holy Ghost at a greater level. It's time for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in your life and ministry. For these, this will even open more doors unto you, says the Lord, and will cause you to go to places you've never been and be able to accomplish things for the kingdom you never have. 
it will be a sign to the unbeliever and people that don't even believe that Jesus is real will see that he's still alive. Uh, and from this day, lift your hands, from this day, you'll begin to see it manifest. You'll begin to see the power of God manifest in your life, in the gifts of the Spirit, and miracles, signs, and wonders are coming upon you in a new dimension. <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to run through this year in manifestation by the power of the Holy Ghost. I loose it by the power of God. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Whew. Hallelujah. From this night, there's a new freedom coming upon you. Those things that seem to have a hold, that for years they had a hold, it's loose in its grip, letting go, says the Lord. Huh. The invisible prison that the enemy tries to use, it's opening up. You're going to run with new momentum. And I'm going to tell you this, there's even been things from the past that the Lord forgot about long ago that the enemy still tries to pull up in front of your eyes and says, here's a reason why you can't, and here's a reason why you shouldn't, and here's a reason. And I came to tell you tonight, the devil's a liar. Don't believe the lies of the enemy, and don't bow down to the attack of deception. Stand up and be who God's created you to be for there's greatness on the inside of you. You're anointed by the power of God. Now let God use you and yield to his Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save. He can heal. He can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything but fail. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. There's a new blessing coming upon you in 2021. A new level of increase that you've not seen is coming upon both of you in 2021. You're going to rejoice because there's going to be excess and overflow like you've never known. In 2021, the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it is coming upon your house. Get ready to reap, 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 reap all year long. <laughs> There's an anointing of increase. There's an actual anointing for increase and it comes upon you in a new measure from this night. Glory to God. And the doors are opening up. The doors are opening up. You'll laugh as you see God bless you. <laughs> You'll laugh as you see God bless you. For what used to be difficult, it becomes very easy to you. You'll even look back. Now, I'm just telling you this by a prophetic word. It won't even be long, but you'll look back and say, man, this used to seem like a lot to us. Now it's very insignificant for God's going to level you up so quickly that you'll look back. It won't even be years and years or decades. I'm talking months. And you'll say, wow, nine months ago, we wouldn't have thought like this. 11 months ago, we wouldn't have thought like this. It's already begun, but it's getting ready to increase like you've never seen. I'm talking about like an avalanche of his blessing, an avalanche of his goodness. <laughs> oh, glory. And you say, my God, he did that quick. 
He did that quick. He did that quick. I tell you, get ready for the best year that you've ever had. Best year that you've ever had in Jesus' mighty name. He did that quick. He did that quick. He did that. Somebody ought to thank him. Somebody ought to thank him. Come on. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Receive it. Miracles. Fire of God. Receive it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Miracles. Miracles. In Jesus' name. Power of God. Even come upon this boy in Jesus' name. It's changing tonight. Everything changes. Receive miracles, signs, wonders in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Here it is. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Miracles, signs, wonders in Jesus' name. Somebody say miracles, signs, wonders. Say miracles, signs, wonders. Miracles, signs, wonders. Receive it. <laughs> Power of God. Power of God. Come upon him tonight. In Jesus' name. Miracles, signs, wonders. Jesus. Receive it, buddy. Walk in a new level, says the Lord. Believe at a new level, says the Lord. Speak at a new level, says the Lord. Declare at a new level. Confess at a new level, for you're at a new level. So it's time for everything to match up with the level where God's placed you. <laughs> Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. That God's got bigger and better. It's time to step up and declare it and have it, stand in it, walk in it, run in it by the power of God. I loose virtue into your body. Fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> in Jesus' name, miracles, signs, wonders. Miracles, have a double portion of that. It's all over you right now. That's the power of God. Jesus' name. Power of God come upon her tonight. Power of God. To work the works of God. Lord, let signs and wonders and miracles flow through her life. Let her lay her hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let her see supernatural things take place as proof that Jesus is alive. And sinners will see it and be amazed and give their heart to Jesus. As is recorded in the Gospel of John, many believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. And so let, let her be a woman of miracles in Jesus' name. Woman of signs, wonders. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I lay my hands upon you tonight. And I lose healing virtue into your body. I command your body to respond to it now. And for it to come in line with the way God created you to be. I take authority over every attack of the devil against your life. And I command it to loose its grip, loose its hold upon you. And I loose these miracles of heaven, a God who can do anything but fail, to touch you from this night and for you, your body to become better, 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 better. Healing virtue from heaven flow into him this night and be made whole for the glory of God, for the glory of God. You believe it? You receive it? In G now thank the Lord it's done in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord that it's done. Hallelujah.
<laughs> Glory. Walking by miracles. Walking by signs. Walking by faith. Glory. Walking by faith. You'll walk by faith, but you'll see signs, wonders, and miracles. You'll walk by faith, but you'll see signs, wonders, and miracles. And others will approach you with needs. And God will use you to bring the deliverance that's needed. Hear what I'm saying. It's a new beginning in the anointing. It's a new beginning in the anointing from this year. New beginning in the anointing. This is going to be a year, says the Lord, that you're going to need to press in with new fasting and prayer more than you ever have. For I want to do a new thing in the two of you. I want to do a new thing in the, in the, in the midst of the two of you. And I want you to carry delivering power wherever you go. It's going to come from pursuing my presence and my spirit diligently. But I'm going to allow you to carry delivering virtue and power wherever you go so that you'll begin to see deliverances take place at unexpected places. <laughs> I see it like Walmart. I see it like the gas station. I see it like Zaxby's parking lot. I see it like different places where you wouldn't expect to have signs, wonders, and miracles or deliverance take place. But God's doing a new thing in you, and it'll be unusual, and it'll bring others into the kingdom of God. But the Lord said, press in, press in, press in. For from this night, I'm loosing upon you a new level in ministry that you'll see manifestations of my power, my glory, that will amaze those that do not know who I am. And it will cause you to be full of joy as you see my power move. Just like in Samaria, Acts chapter 8. And as signs and wonders were done among the people, great joy was in the city. Great joy was in the city. <laughs> and so from this night, we declare it. It is done, and you shall step up into this next level and see signs, wonders, miracles. <laughs> Come upon them tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, glory. Everybody stand on your feet if you would lift your hands. Get ready to pray one prayer over every one of you. Ha, huh. get ready. Get ready. Oh, it's going to be an unbelievably amazing year for you. Starts off with increase, miracles. God honors your faith. God honors your hunger. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. And so I'm telling you right now, this is just the beginning. <laughs> get ready. Don't ever settle. Don't ever get comfortable. Don't ever say, well, this is about what God can, can use me to do. No, there is no limit to a man with faith. There is no limit to a man who believes. All things are possible to him that believes. In Jesus' mighty name. All things are possible to him that believes. Fire of God come upon him from this night forth. And you shall see quick, quick increase. Quick move of the Holy Ghost. Suddenly. A lot of suddenly moments. A lot of suddenly moments are happening. Catch it. A lot of suddenly moments are getting ready to happen. What do I mean by that? It won't take three hours for you to get something done. Somebody get one, one touch, one hand, one word, and boom, things begin to happen. People say, what happened to that? Oh, I feel shame. Oh, 
Where'd that go? I had pain when I started talking to you. My pain's gone. Well, I busted my foot this morning. and I, What, the pain? It's going to be suddenly. Happens right now. Right now. And God's going to use it. He's going to use it. <laughs> have a right now kind of faith. Hear what I'm saying right now. Don't have a faith. Well, I'm telling you, and then you witness to somebody. I'll tell you, we got a powerful church. You need to come on Sunday. I'll tell you, I, I think even pastor would pray for you. No, God said, right now. Right now. Right now. Really? Aisle 11 by the Jiffy peanut butter? Yes. Yes. Right now, if you believe. Right now, if you believe. Don't put off till tomorrow what God can do today. Right now. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Take another. Glory to God. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him. From this night, I command you be blessed. In Jesus' name, take authority over every attack of the enemy against your life. Be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Receive it in Jesus' name. And a little more. And a little more. You got people here to drive tonight. And a little more. I lay off if he's by himself, but he's got designated drivers. Carolyn, lift your hands. It's going to be a year. Now, God's already opening the doors. He's doing it. You didn't force them open. He opened them. That's how you know it's God. Some of them you didn't even, you're like, I didn't want. But God opened them because he has a plan for you to run through and to be impactful in your generation. And you will. And you will. And there is a, a mighty strength of the anointing that's coming upon you. And I mean, you'll get, you'll see stuff and be like, oh my goodness. It'll, it'll even surprise, I've had that happen to me. It'll surprise you how quickly God does things. And, and I'm telling you, miracles. You won't be like everybody else. And people will notice it and say it and say, yeah, she's not, she's not normal. She's not like everybody else. She's not, it won't be, it won't be the norm. Even things that other people, now watch and hear what I say. Even things that others thought would be normal. And would be just a little something here, just a little something there. Oh, we just want to have a little get together. We just want to do this thing with the lady. And all of a sudden, miracles start breaking out. And all of a sudden, demons start coming out. And all of a sudden, deliverance starts taking place. And now you got women crying and people are getting rejoicing. It was just supposed to be coffee and tea. And it was supposed to be a couple of little ham salad sandwiches. And it turned into miracle signs and wonders. Because what I'm telling you is God's going to use you in such a way in 2021 that the supernatural will break loose. That you've been in position. You've been seeking the Lord. Now the supernatural is going to break loose. And you're going to see the, the power of God manifested in the way you've desired. You won't ever, you're not going to leave a, a, an event, a meeting, or whatever it might be, and be discouraged. Say, well, I wish it would have been different. I wish, I wish it would have been more, I wish it could have been more Holy Ghost. I you won't leave with that thought because it's going to be signs, wonders, miracles, and a flow of the Holy Ghost. And from this night, the Lord says, from this night, it will increase and increase and increase. And you'll see, you'll see, it, it, it's like a, you'll carry it, not in service, you'll carry it where you go. And you'll have uh, instances where people even stop to talk to you and get delivered in the lobby, talking by the product table and you coming up, talking, giving you a hug. And all of a sudden, an addiction will fall off of them. And all of a sudden, things are changing. It's because you'll carry it by the power, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. From this night, 
things are changing. From this night, oh, from this night, from this night, in Jesus' name, receive it by the power of God. In Jesus' mighty name, lift your hands all over the house. There it is. Fire of God, come upon it. Receive a double portion, double portion, double portion, double portion. Lilia, double portion, twice as much, 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 twice as Alex, it's going to be supernatural. Oh, you're going to have to wait. You're not going to have to wait. You're not going to have to wait. God's already using you. Can you not see it? God's already anointed you. Can you not see it? God's already calling you and using you to preach and teach and people are already being saved and changed. It's just a sign of what's to come in the future. You're having conversions as a teenager. You're preaching the gospel. This is my nephew. He preaches the gospel all the time. He goes live on Friday nights and preaches the gospel. And people are getting saved. People are getting saved. People are getting saved. He hadn't even got out of high school yet. People are getting saved. He's preaching. He's preaching. He's, pre he's anointed. Power of God's on him. Take some more fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, God's going to fill your mouth with laughter, your tongue with singing when you see what the Lord does in your life. For you will see the mighty power of God manifested through your words, through the works of your hands. And wherever you go, you'll be blessed. Wherever you go, you'll be blessed and you'll make an impact. Stay seeking the Lord constantly, constantly, constantly. Consecrate yourself and watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. <laughs> watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. You'll not be like others around you in your generation. You'll be different. You'll be different. You're not trying to be relevant. You're not trying to be hip. You're trying to be Holy Ghost and fire. And that's what our generation needs. We don't need another fedora. We don't need another Tom. We don't need more skinny jeans with ripped knees. We need fire of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we need fire of the Holy Ghost. We need fire of the Holy Ghost. We need fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> glory to God. We need fire of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Lord, you came to receive an impartation and you receive it tonight by the power of God. You receive it tonight. By the power of God. That's the Holy Ghost. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. From this night forward, everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Glory. Glory. There it is. Lift your hands all over the house. Father, I pray for your people tonight. I ask you to touch every one of them. Let us leave here on another level in Jesus' name. I pray your power, your authority, your glory goes with us wherever we go. We expect signs, wonders, miracles, wherever the sole of our foot shall tread, we have dominion. We got dominion over demons. I thank you, Lord, whatever antichrist agenda tried to touch our nation last year, it's being swept out of the way in 2021 in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and receive this. Every wicked plan of the devil 
that came to destroy America, that came to try to destroy the church at large, it is rebuked and it is moved out of the way by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, uncover the wickedness, uncover the sins of the wicked, and move every obstacle of your church out of the way in Jesus' mighty name. We declare that you are building your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it in the wonderful name that's above every name. And if you believe that tonight, clap your hands and give God all the praise. Can we do it one more time before we go tonight? Every hand lifted. God can do anything but fail. Come on, everybody. And God can do anything but fail. For he can save, he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will. Sing it out loud. My God can do anything but fail. Oh, God can do anything but fail. Yes, He can save, He can heal, He can cleanse. and Jimmy lift your hand where you're standing that's the anointing of God on you right there that's an anointing for new things I hear the Lord say new things it's an anointing for new things new things being birthed new things being planted new provision new favor new mercies every morning hallelujah and whatever the devil planned to stop you and to hinder what God's called you to do, it is moved out of the way tonight in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. So receive it where you stand. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon them tonight in the wonderful name of Jesus. Because God can do anything but fail. I know God can do anything but fail. Say he can heal, he can cleanse. I know he will. Oh, God can do anything. Carolyn, go lay your hands on Bonnie right there. The Lord's touching her right where she's standing. Bonnie, a new anointing is coming upon you tonight, it's coming upon your husband and your family. This is going to be a year of dominion. I hear the Lord say this, dominion, dominion. Nothing is harassing you, you're harassing it in Jesus' name. It's a year of dominion. Whatever tried to stand over you is falling under your feet this year in Jesus' name. It's a year of dominion, so I command it now. Receive a fresh touch. Receive a new anointing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I declare it. I send it back to your husband and to your family. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her right where she is in Jesus' name. And we declare from this night everything turns in your favor. It's a year of favor for you to run 
in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because God can do anything but fail. God can do anything but fail. <laughs> For he can say, he can heal, he can cleanse. Join hands, stretch across the aisle, if you will. I'm going to pray this prayer blessing over all of God's people tonight before we go. I feel the anointing so strong in this house. Can you sense it? Can you feel it? Those of you watching at home, receive this where you are. Something's changing for the better tonight. This night, something shifted. I felt it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Get ready. I said, get ready. I said, get ready. Get ready. I said, get ready. By the power of the Holy Ghost, Father, we thank you now for your wonderful anointing. We thank you for the move of your spirit. We thank you for peace that passes all understanding. Right now, I take authority over every report that's trying to sweep through this nation that says we'll have to go through more struggle, more problem. We don't receive it in Jesus' name. We don't receive it in Jesus' name. We declare better, 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 better in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that the body of Christ at large is increasing. As we go, we go in peace. We go in joy. We go in strength. I pray tonight you give your people the best night's rest they've ever had. I thank you will wake up in the morning with new mercies. We thank you that new favor is coming upon us, new strength in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you give your loved ones rest. We expect to see signs, wonders, miracles in Jesus' name. And if you believe it, clap those hands and give God all the praise. One more time. And God can do anything but fail. you find at least two or three people give them a hug and tell them God can we love you do anything but fail we'll see you tomorrow night 6 30 oh God can do anything but fail he can say he can heal he can cleanse I know he will but
Cause God can do anything but fail. Oh, my God can do anything but fail. He can save, He can heal, He can cleanse. Yeah. 